New on CuriosityStream, how do you connect a 16th century potato to limitless energy production? Could Napoleon's toothpick have a direct link to a machine that predicts the future? And how can a 1700s conch shell chart a course to humans connecting their brains to the internet? James Burke's visionary series, Connections, returns for a new generation. Experience all new Connections. With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. There's nothing with wrong nothing wrong with being called bougie. If she were to call me bougie, I'd be like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't I mean but it also is it's a it's it's a it's twofold. It's a compliment and a jab. Oh, it could be a jab to be like, you say dang, you look bougie. But well, she's it's like, in oh. tone, but yeah. the word itself is depending on depending on the culture and the person Would is Would you say I'm bougie? I would say I there are areas in which you this. are bougie but and there are you areas in which this. you aren't. You created this. Well, I wanted someone that yeah, <laughs> I wanted someone that I'm took showers you and <laughs> you know, took off their makeup at night and didn't have it. No, but go you overnight. definitely created like, a bougie person in me because where did I shop before we met? Dollar store. And Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Ross. Which is fine. Yeah. But, but you created this, so you can't be mad at this. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I told you when we first started dating was <laughs> when I was younger, we had to actually go there because that was all we can afford. Right. You were you were doing it because you're oh, I'm trying to bring frugal. I'm trying to yeah. you we go to we, you go to a kid's birthday party and you'd go to the dollar store to buy a bag. I'd Absolutely. be like, oh, I don't I don't you can go to Target and you can <laughs> instead of paying a dollar, you could pay three ninety nine for a legitimate you know, birthday bag. So and I think it was more so because you hated how long the dollar line store was in order to get the dollar bag. Yeah. Every year we got one pair of shoes from Payless. That was it. My mom yeah. claims. Oh, it was, yeah. My you mom claims she, I had Jordans and about, no, once a year we could go to Payless. We could buy one pair of shoes. If it was BOGO, maybe you'd yeah. get two. And I had to wear them all year. That was it. One pair. I asked for Healy so bad growing up. Oh, and I the wish. time my parents actually got them for me, they were two years out of style. Yeah. So yeah. I stopped well, asking for stuff that was in trend. <laughs> we Yeah, we, we we were more of the saving type. So I, I even shopped Payless until we, like, when we were engaged. Like, yeah, I you had, would go to Payless, Payless and get your shoes. But mm -hmm. going to the, what you had said, like, going to Payless, I remember getting the knockoffs at, like, because I love DC shoes, like the skater shoes. We'd go to the swap meet. Oh, yeah. Swap I just spoke to stuff. a Gen Z that had no idea what a swap meet was. Yeah. Does everybody in here know what Do a swap meet is? Swap Andy, is? you know what a swap meet is, right? No. <laughs> He's like, yes. Yes. yes, I do. Yeah. Thank goodness. Okay. 
but everyone else in here is a Latino. My argue, the Gen Zer that you asked, <laughs> the Gen Zer you asked was black, black and I'm yeah, like, I don't, was. I don't think swap meets is a black no. thing. No, she it's, knew what a farmers, a she knew what a farmers market was. Well, so that's she's not a even more a black white. thing. So yeah, yeah, that's an upland thing. <laughs> yeah, right. No, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, everyone is different. Yeah. Okay. So we had a whole bunch of questions. What happened? We have questions, yeah. so that's what we're trying to. I'm trying to read through right now. Hopefully, Corey could cut out. We t- talked about that in the first one, right? Yeah. In the, yeah. the first one, yeah. huh? Us figuring out what question we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna pick right now. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know we were running the recording already. Um, okay, let's read the questions. We'll cut out this part just at the beginning, and then we'll pick it. So we have. Let's all do a vote. How long is too long to date before marriage? How do you choose your battles in marriage? Not everything is worth fighting over. What kind of boundaries should you set in marriage? How financially ready should you be to get married as a man and as a woman? What's enough? When's a good time to start thinking about premarital counseling when dating? How do you join finances as a newly married couple? What does submission look like in the dating phase? Does it exist? I think they already all forgot them. (laughs) I know where we're picking. Yeah. Yeah. We're the only one we're doing because they're short episodes. So we're only doing one question. Yeah, the submission looked like yeah, that was the um yeah. I think you, I could I honestly think that you could oh no, you're not blending two of them together cuz I was going to say blend. the second and third one, the how do you choose your battles in marriage? What's uh not everything's worth fighting for and then what kind of ba- uh, boundaries do you set in marriage? The two of those could kind of bleed into each other if you wanted to. Yeah. And just know in the future you guys can chime in. Yeah. Like you can unmute yourselves and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I meant to say that. <coughs> okay. All right. All right, everybody. So welcome to Beyond I Do. Uh, what a great start to the podcast already. Today, it officially, we're recording this, our third episode we're recording, yes. but today launched our first actual, or not today. Was it today? This morning, this morning at 6 a.m. Yes. I was up at 6 a.m. For whatever reason, my wife was working out. Her tre- The treadmill was <laughs> making noise, so it woke me up. And so I, I was like, oh, yeah, Beyond, Beyond I Do launches today. Let me pull it up. There were like 25 people watching it live at 6 a.m., oh. which I was like, that is crazy. And already it's like only been yeah. up for like five hours or four hours. And it's got, you know, four or five hundred views already or something, something like that. And your TikTok, one of your videos on Beyond I Do TikTok has 64,000 views already. So. In what, one hour? Is that this what you was, said? No, like two hours ago. Two hours? Hours. Two hours? Whoop, whoop. Your boy finally yeah, did it. Yeah, going up there. Corey. For sure going to hit 100 One year doing For Beyond sure. the Letter, I got nothing. <laughs> One single post. post on Beyond I Do, man. Look, wow. we but we always knew it. We knew that relationship stuff was like, you know, was was just like sugar to a baby. You know, yeah. like people love talking relationship stuff. <laughs> and people love disagreeing with relationship stuff. Oh, so always. that is nice. So thank you, everybody, who supported the launch. Really felt, I, I personally felt the love. Oh, I do. I don't know why you're getting tagged so much on it, and I'm not getting tagged at all. <laughs> I'll see you get all tagged, and I'll be like, oh, where's mine? And They're I'll my be like, friends. <laughs> They're all my like, friends. I didn't get nothing. All women love to support oh, women. They do. And then, guys, it's just like we They're get amazing. a cave, we crawl in a hole, and <laughs> you get one guy every once in a while. It's like, yo, hey, that thing you're doing, it's cool. Like, they don't even know the name of it. Well, yeah, well like, they would, that's cool, they, that wouldn't thing? that emasculate them? Yeah. They would feel like if I'm like, yeah, bro, go for it. Unless you're like on a team, they would probably be like, oh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. No, I, I get a lot of good love from guys. <laughs> I, I don't want to make it sound like I don't. I get a lot of great DMs from guys. I mean, you're blowing up like now. That. Yeah, I got 64,000 views wow. on a 
on a post in uh, in two hours. Sixty-five. So. Sixty-five is going up by the minute. Literally <laughs> by the end of this podcast, we'll have Nan because we'll have Nancy hit a refresh on it. We we'll should just have a ticker behind us. To go. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. That's so funny. Wow. I w- one day we will honestly. Uh, this is probably more for beyond the letter, but we will do something one day in our church or in the level that that teaches people how we done what we did. Uh, because mm-hmm. they're kind of we have a system to what we do in social media and i know every p- people who own businesses and stuff want to know well, how do i create good content that people want to yeah. watch uh one day we'll do something um we are going to have a beyond wealth yeah. podcast one day and it won't be a- like every week like we do this but that'll go more into like business entrepreneurship and maybe in that setting we'll teach a little more about what we do in our social stuff to Love do it. launches and stuff like that um, cause it's strategic. Um, this is great. We picked our questions of the day, uh, that we're going to do sometimes, hopefully people, um, enjoyed last week's episode with yeah. Nathan and Sanaz. Yeah. Um, that was fun. Nathan spoke more than ever. So that ever. was good. And so this one, we're going to deal with going back into some questions. And so Ashley, you're going to have to remind me, which one did we choose? Two we and chose three. Two and three. Yeah. We're going to blend two questions. As always, you can go to our social media page and you can submit questions either through the DMs or through the link that's there, lets you submit a question. And every once in a while, we'll try to answer them and address them. So we're going to blend two questions today. Uh, The first question is, how do you choose your battles in marriage? Not everything is worth fighting over. Okay. Second question is, which will blend them together, kind of, what kind of boundaries do you set in marriage? What do you think this person means when they're talking about what kind of boundaries do you set in marriage? Probably like in-law stuff. That's what I was wondering. And, Maybe and in-laws, but then I would also like, say friendships. Yeah. Friendships. Yeah. I would say boundaries even with your kids. Yes. I would say boundaries with your finances. I yes. mean, there's a whole bunch. I think there's a whole, it, it, it's an array of boundaries that can be set within a marriage. Uh, I get it not, now. Not just. Thank you for teaching not, me that. I get it. Thank <laughs> you're you. welcome. <laughs> I really didn't understand it. How do you, okay, so let's do the first one. How do you choose your battles in marriage? Not everything is worth fighting for. Me and Ashley had to choose that last night <laughs> when I got home from work. <laughs> do share. So anytime I am just a neurotic person to where like, I think someone's going to break in my house every minute of the day. I'm just crazy. Uh, and, and Adam always yeah. laughs because I've lived on my own all of college. So now that I'm married with kids, I think someone's going to break in my house. So I, like, have booby traps all over the house of, like, <laughs> not to get the in the house. The other day, we, you know, we do gla- – we get, like, a, we get like the, a glass water, water delivered to our house. Like, we use, like, a little water machine, but it's uh, spring water. So it's, it comes in glass. It's like the five-gallon thing. The other day, I'm leaving the house, and I trip over it because she – she put it in the front door. I said, why, why did you put this here? She said, if someone broke in, they would knock over the glass. And I'm like, yeah, I would knock over. I'm going to knock over the glass. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, so there's booby traps. Just because now we have a oh new door gosh. and it's so quiet when it opens. Our last door we had was loud and would screech. So I was like, if someone opens the door, I know it's going to happen. So I thought like a week ago, I was like, oh, I'm going to start putting this in front of the door just in case someone breaks in. They'll knock it over and wake us up. But then last night he was at work late, um, working late, and so we have a lock on our door. And normally I don't lock it, but on our bedroom s- door. On our bedroom door. But for some reason last night I locked it. And you know how you have that old style like key thing that you could put in, and you have to jiggle it around and kind of open it. Well, I put that back in the room too. Mind you, seven minutes. <laughs> seven minutes earlier. 
she pulls me up on find my iPhone and sees that I'm getting food in the drive-in. So she knows I'm on the way home. She's awake at this point. And then when I get home, she's not awake anymore. Boundaries. <laughs> and so she locks our bedroom door. I did. And then he said he was knocking, knocking. Then he calls me and he's like, I'm at the door. And I was like, okay, are you dying? He's like, no, but let me in. I was like, okay, hang on. But he walks in, he's all grumpy. And I was like, oh, hi. She's like, I, I heard I heard you knock and I answered. I go, I've been at the our, our bedroom door, not the front door of the house. Our bedroom door, I've been knocking for five oh, yeah, minutes. Oh, yeah, he's inside the house. I'm, I'm jangling. I'm, She's locked our bedroom our door. Our bedroom door. He's in the house. He's in the house knocking on and our And our bedroom. sons are in there with her. They're asleep. So I'm like, I, I, if I wake, you know, I'm not going to bang, bang, because if I wake them up. So I'm like, doom, 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 you know, waiting a couple minutes. Called her three times. She didn't pick up. So finally, she's like, what do you want? I'm like, <laughs> how did you think this was going to turn out when you locked it five, ten minutes ago? So speaking of. Yes. What is it? How do you not beat you up your spouse? (laughs) How do you choose your battles in marriage and not everything is worth fighting for? It's true. So that happened yesterday. It did. Because I was I was angry, but here's the thing that number one, there's some there's some elements to it. I have a level of grace because it genuinely Ashley has a fear of of whatever her schizophrenia is. (laughs) She's a fear that someone's gonna break in. Now there are given things in our life that have happened where I got a friend in prison that wanted to hurt me. Um, there are people waited my car who wanted to hurt me before. That's just people who are mentally ill in, in ministry. And so we, we have had real life safety concerns. We have a guard dog that comes next month that will hopefully not make my <laughs> wife feel like she has to lock every door every day of the day because she'll have the dog with her. And so we have this dog guard. I'm doing everything I can. To help her with all of her issues. And that's great marriage is when your spouse <laughs> has issues that you just would hope would fix overnight. Yeah, They don't no. always. You go, okay, as my husband, as the husband, how can I do whatever I got to do yeah. to help support my wife in whatever it is she has to get over, yeah. you know, or whatever it is she's dealing with. Yeah, And so I've tried to do, you know, whatever we can, but yeah. that regardless, there are times you just want to absolutely lose it on your spouse right absolutely Um, and there was like so even this morning like because i went back to sleep i know that he probably was upset like when he went to sleep but i was like oh i'm not gonna even deal with it like if he's upset he'll get over it sort of thing and not in a way that i was like this isn't big enough for him to be super mad at me because even this morning as i was getting ready i was like how did it feel to get locked out (laughs) he's like shut up (laughs) and so i i in in the moment know where sometimes even as a wife where I try to de-escalate things and he knows my personality enough, where I'll try to de-escalate the situation with my humor or goofiness to one, either that's how I apologize and say I'm sorry, and he knows that that's just who I, my personality. I'm really goofy. I try to be funny, try to be annoying for him to love me back because that's how I love him. Mm-hmm. Some people may not reciprocate they'd be like no i need a a legit apology i need a sorry i need to hear your emotions behind it i need you groveling but to to ease the tension in our relationship um we try to be goofy with one another to know that that wasn't something that serious to take to that next level or to, to, to bicker about, because I know there have been many of times where we've had maybe had disagreements or arguments. And I think we selfless selflessly look into it and say, is this really worth 
arguing about? Yeah. Is it, is it something that's so little that we're going to create and escalate and ruin the rest of our day or the ruin the rest of our week on something that just doesn't make sense? Like something like as locking the door or something as far as disagreeing on how to I, I would even say this, too, is 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 disagreeing because we had to come to agreement this week on disciplining our son mm -hmm. because I'm very harsh and I had to reel myself back in because I know I can go there and it kind and I don't know I don't say it would upset you but I know that you know I'm hard to where that could cause friction within our relationship and our marriage mm -hmm. on the way that we even discipline our son to where I had to humble myself and say is this the right way to discipline because I don't want friction between the two of us because you knew I was going there mm -hmm. you knew I was yeah. gonna ring him. Yeah. And I was like, how she do wants to treat, he's five years old. She wants to treat him like he's 16, right. you know, half the time. And so <laughs> in order for us to where I could cause a disagreement or argument with him where I feel like the enemy definitely wants to come in and and try and stir the pot. Um, I have to seek counsel always in the relationship on how 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 is how am I reacting in the situation? How am I addressing the situation in mm -hmm. our marriage? And and is this going to help us win? Are we winning in this marriage? Was this a win of an argument? Was this a win of a disagreement? Did we find um, peace and unity at the end of this? Or are we just pissed off at each other the whole time? Or are we just going to stay angry with each other? Um, so I think for individuals realizing what is, what is worth losing your peace over. And I would say... Yeah. <clears throat> In my marriage, I don't want to have a lot that's gonna help, gonna make me lose my peace in my marriage. There's not a lot that I want friction. There's nothing more that I enjoy than coming home and having peace and unity, and cuddling up next to you and the boys, and 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 not being pissed off about oh the trash isn't taken out or this is in disarray. Because I mean, if you look at our house, I have every right to just have my hair crazy and look wild because it's in disarray. And it's like, you know what? I feel like God's taking me and you and I through a season of chaos, just in our home of getting reconstruction and things done to say like from floods, from two different <laughs> floods, two different floods. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I feel like he's taking us through the season of just disarray to say, Ashley, it's not that serious mm -hmm. because I know, you know, there's times where we'd be sitting down, hanging out and all of a sudden I get up and I'm doing something and I'm frustrated and I'm throwing stuff. And you're like, what in that moment just made you lose your peace? Mm -hmm. And so I feel like God is giving us all this chaos, knowing the season that he's preparing us for, to what is worth losing your peace? Yeah. And yeah. I, think that's what, I think that's the question people have to ask. Is this worth losing my peace? Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, that's what I've learned people struggle with the most is how to how to handle their emotions period mm -hmm. because your spouse is the person that you love the most and you hate the most yeah and so the well, very not, the very thing no emphasis huh? <laughs> there's a no emphasis on the hate part yeah but i mean like and when i say hate i'm, I'm saying more yeah. like not hate hate but right. you, you they right. do you they will get on your nerves the most that you also love them the most they're the person you don't want to live without while you also could go a month Sometimes it's, I would love five weeks without you, you know, mm -hmm. like they're, they're the, you can ebb and flow emotionally with mm -hmm. this person more than anyone else. And that tends to, it, so it tends to emphasize however you are emotionally, 
with your spouse, that will emphasize it even more so. Mm -hmm. So if you got some anger issues, well, guess what? Your spouse is going to completely make you angry. If you have insecurity issues, your spouse is going to cause, not even purposely all the time, but you're going to find the greatest insecurities in your spouse. Uh, Whatever, how, how you are at work with people, your spouse will either see that side of you or the opposite side right. of you, right? Because they are going to come home and maybe show a different size. So right. the, what I would see most of the time is we have people nowadays and always who a lot of times we don't know how to control our emotions. Mm. We don't know how to control when we're disappointed. We don't know how to control when we're angry. We don't know how to control when someone's on your nerves. And then you get home and then this happens with your spouse and then it emphasizes that much more. And so then you get the chaos arguments that many spouses have where you have uh, spouses, which I've heard this many times. I can't tell you how many times I've heard of spouses that take off the wedding ring and chuck mm. it across mm. the room throw or it throw, the it in, throw it in the trash, throw it in the backyard. And, you know, well, you don't want to be married. And they hold this thing up mm-hmm. as if this is like the, a gauntlet or something. <laughs> they, they chuck it. It's like, you know, like, like I told Ashley, if you ever did something like that, that, that would, would be, go- that ring would be going to the pawn shop. Cause I did not save Mm-mm. years to be able to afford that ring, to have you act like you're going to chuck it one day. you throw If that ring comes off your finger, you throw it across the room, guess what? It's going in my pocket. <laughs> it's going to the pawn shop. You have told and, me that. Yes, so. yes, yes. So, you know, but, but you see that it, with couples. You see yeah. other couples, they storm out and they slam the door. And right. one of the funniest stories, which I've tried to tell, but Jermaine's not here today, but I'll still tell it because tell it I told them I wanted to tell it. When they first got married, Dur- yes. Jermaine and Jasmine, who's Jermaine's on Beyond the Letter a lot. He's just not here today. But his wife, Jasmine, they're newly married. He calls me at like 1 a.m. And he's like, bro, <laughs> he's like, I'm out here in the street in my boxers. <laughs> he's like, my private parts are, are going everywhere. And he's like, I'm out here naked uh, out in these streets because me and Jasmine got in an argument and uh, she ran to the car yep. and she took off for a drive. Yeah. And he goes, should she be driving at 1 a.m. angry? You know, and they'd probably been married like nine months. Yeah. And um, it was something about the in-laws. Yeah. So it was about his mom. Yeah. And so, again, it, it, it's where you go boundaries and stuff like yep. that, which today he says, oh, that was a bit, I shouldn't have done it the way I did it. But in the moment, he, he's he thinks he's right. thinks he's doing what's best. Yeah. Jasmine responds by grabbing the keys, running out at 1 a.m., saying, I need to go for a drive. You have the husband who's safety concerned, right? Safety goes, she's angry, blah, blah. He runs outside. He's on the phone with me trying to get me to get Ashley to call her and call her back, right? So there's this chaos because what happens is, is, you know, she's, you're newly married. And and she's like, I don't, I'm used to being able to get space Mm -hmm. when I argue and and you're just there, Jermaine, you know, like, (laughs) and that's how it is with your spouse in general. It's like, you're there and I'm angry. And I'm, and so some they'll, they'll slam doors. They they want that person. to know this is how angry I am. This is how I upset I am. So they're either yelling, they're either crying, they're throwing something, they're running upstairs. They completely shut down. They go away and go for a drive. Mm -hmm. And, um, So he's calling us saying, is this right? I'm saying, no, you know, it's not that it's not right. She could need space when you argue. But yes, you guys are going to have to come to terms with what does that look like? Because, yes, driving away at 1 a.m. is not going to give everyone anyone peace, especially as a man. If your wife drives away at 1 a.m., all you're concerned with is her safety, her safety, her safety. 
So you get these elements right. Again, it's how do I how do I control my emotions? Mm-hmm. How do I how do I understand the 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 issue that we're having so that because with my spouse, it's all going to be exemplified. Uh, it's absolutely. all going to be it's going to be bigger than it would be with anyone else. And so I think more than anything, it's not only just coming to terms with your spouse on, hey, how do you respond when you're angry? This is how I respond when I'm angry. Yeah. But also being able to regulate your expectations and your emotions of right. what you're expecting from that person. So for me, like when, when I was upset last night and I just wanted to get in and I'm knocking for five minutes, immediately my mind goes towards, you know, this is a genuine fear of my wife's. It's super annoying, but I'm working on some resolves right now. Like, yep. so if it's something that's regularly upsetting me, first thing I want to do as a husband say, how can I serve my wife that this doesn't become a regular issues, right? right? One thing that makes you really angry is when the boys take off their shoes at the front door and don't put them up in their room, right? So, because then you end up tripping on them and Mm -hmm. they stay there for two, three days or whatever. So you have a thing, you always tell the boys, take off your shoes, put them up in your room. Thomas, who's two, you still, you make him even do it, right? So you look at that and you go, okay, (laughs) like, uh, it doesn't bother me as much. But as a husband, I know... I know that this really bothers Ashley. So when you're not home yet and I pick up the boys from school, I'm telling myself, um, I want to make my wife's life easier when she comes home. I need to make sure these boys put their shoes up in their bedroom. Yeah. Because I know what happens if I don't tell them to put it in their bedroom. You're going to come home. You're not even necessarily going to yell at me. You might, but you're going to yell at them to say, you guys know. Right. And then it's going to take you 30 minutes to come back to earth from just being annoyed. And I don't even know what type of day you had on top of that. Right. Right. Uh, um, so so I look at that. I'm just thinking to myself, like, OK, I know my wife well enough to know the right. certain things that uh, upset her. Absolutely. And get on her nerves or, or get her to a point where she can't recover as fast. Right. What can I do to help alleviate that? And if I don't, then I'm just being selfish. Mm. That's all it is. And we can admit that all day. When I when we sit down with couples, we're like, hey, can we just admit that like we're all you're selfish, mm-hmm. we're selfish? Mm-hmm. Like, can we admit that this is being driven from our selfishness Absolutely. and not this idea of well, I, I just like things this way. It's like, or this is the way it ought to be. It's like, no, it's like you're being selfish and we're being selfish. I'm not saying that's not that 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 it's not okay. What I am saying, though, if you want a house that's that's harmonious and peaceful, then you both are going to have to be selfless. Absolutely. It's the only way you can have a harmonious house. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's mostly the mentality that I try uh, to have at all times is what I want at home is I want to. And I say this all the time when we do sprints and counseling, like Mm -hmm. I want to come home and I want to enjoy my home. Yeah. I want to enjoy being in my house. I want to enjoy being whatever I want to do, whether it's watch TV or right. hang out with my, I want to enjoy what I'm doing. So in order to do that, I have to create harmony, right. harmony with my kids, harmony with my spouse. What that takes from me is I have to regulate what gets me angry. Absolutely. That's, you know, yeah. What, and, so, and I think it's also something like, what, what do we say that the wives are the, the thermostats? Mm-hmm. The wives are the thermostats. Set the temperature set, of the set house. Set the temperature yep. of the house. But also sometimes, like you just said, the husband can regulate that temperature, though, as well. Although we can set it, like you said, if I come home and I am like, I'm tired, I see the shoes on the floor, you know it's going to a 10. 
Yeah. Real quick. We just know my personality is going to 10. Why are these shoes on the ground? Go take them upstairs. I don't know what you guys have been doing this whole time, sitting here doing nothing. You just should have been upstairs. You could have then said, hey, boys, we already discussed this. I told you your mom was going to come home. And you will, you've done that before where you've then checked my temperature in the sense of like, okay, it was already talked about. They did discuss it. My husband is on top of it to where I saw it. They may have not have listened because they, whatever reason, going back to watching something or eating or whatever, or just being disobedient and not listening. Yeah. Um, but it also does give comfort knowing that my husband knows that this is a thing that I like to be done. And so as a, as a husband or a spouse, they can, you can regulate my temperature just as much as I can regulate the temperature in a room too. Because if, it, if I'm seeing the action of you caring, because I'll be completely honest as an example as well, since the boys have started school in the morning, you have regulated the temperature in the morning. Because I remember when they were going to APL, just daycare, I, it was chaos, screaming, mm -hmm. fighting, getting out of the house. But since they started school, you iron the clothes in the morning. You take them down for breakfast. I'm able to get ready so that I can go straight into work. Because of your calmness, you have regulated the temperature in the morning to where it's not like, we're running late, let's get out of the house. And that's yeah. just my personality because you know me well enough that I go zero to 100. Yeah. And, and, and so from that, it, it's recognizing that in this moment, my wife can set the temperature for everyone and not only for her, but then it affects the kids. It affects their emotions. It could affect their day. Now it's going to be a burden on me as well because now I knew she's probably mad. Who knows what else she may be throwing into the pot with the emotions, what else she may be seeing. Because we as moms, we not only see our kids' clothes, we see the shoes on the ground, see the clothes not folded, we see the dishes not done, we see there's crumbs on the counter. All of these things within our emotions, like you said, women are very complex and hard to gather. So it's, it's you as a man getting to the one point and, and, and honing in on that and saying like, this is one area I'm going to relieve from her and show peace mm -hmm. and, and show pretty much no emotion to where she has to come back and kind of meet, match me as well. Yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, I think that for us and, and, and I know a lot of relationships aren't like that. We have a really good, healthy balance in our relationship for that. But there have been times where you're like, oh, gosh, guys, let's just go to the room. <laughs> like, yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah. there's no coming down from this. Let me <laughs> let her have her moment. Let her clean the house sort of thing. But then it's also me. Um, it's a very selfless. Just being in a relationship is very selfless. And it, it's also self-reflecting. I think that's where a lot of people, when you said it's very a lot of people when you come selfish is one that's just disarray there's disunity that there's anger there's strife um there's no peace when people are selfish in a relationship because a lot yeah. of people are saying like going back to the question of like what's worth getting angry over only you know mm -hmm. only you will know what's worth it to you to get angry over but I, I, I'd rather have the joy and the laughter yeah. and the peace in my home because that is my comfort. That is our space. When Adam and I have uh, hard conversations, we try not to even have them at home. We try to have them over a dinner table in front of people at a yeah. restaurant to where we, we, we know we can't get loud and slam doors and walk away and be emotional. I mean, tears have flown at those because we're trying mm -hmm. to figure out figure this thing out as far as like how can we do better in our marriage as a husband and a wife or, or, or um, as a mother and a father. Um, but it's you personally finding what is worth losing your peace. Is it taking out the trash? 
it's really minimal it's very small yeah it, it does yeah obviously there's sometimes the it's, it's said man's supposed to always take out the trash and it's okay if you have to take out the trash every now and then it, it but it's not worth me lose well i asked him five minutes ago and he still didn't take it out he'll get to it leave it there and if not then we'll all just stare at it <laughs> right, right right but it, it, it's it's becoming selfless and and understanding um what is it what what is it really that you're getting upset over and is it worth it? Yeah. I, I, I find multiple times, I think we even talked about it yesterday in a counseling session where like there's a humility that has to come into this relationship of a self-reflection to say, okay, if they're doing that, what am I doing too that could be causing anger towards this person? Mm-hmm. There has to be a reason why they're angry as well. Yeah. Maybe it's work, maybe it's stress, maybe it's the home being in disarray and how it is, and how do we not just match each other's anger but create peace, yeah. like you said. Well, so, that's the thing. What? Go ahead, Nance. I was just going to ask, yeah. so how do you know when to bring it? So I didn't grow up with watching my parents go to counseling, you know, yeah. they, mm-hmm. you know, done it themselves. So how do you know? Is it like, oh, this is my our 10th fight, so now we got to go seek counsel? Or is it just a Oh, like when's the counsel? right time to go to counseling? Yeah, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. get somebody involved, because you guys have Nathan and Sanaz. Yeah. So when yeah. is it that you determine, and I'm sure it's case by case, but like... Yeah. Just well, the thing I always lead in first is like, is first step to try to be in community, being community with other married couples. Mm-hmm. So, so having perspective, um, uh, you know, like... The more me and Ashley got in community, we realized, man, we don't have sex enough. Mm-hmm. Like we're with these mm-hmm. other people, and they, they, often they're talking about it. Like we not do, we don't. I don't think we do. Right. And then it opened up a conversation to be like, do you think? And then me as the honest husband, I'm like, no, I don't think we have sex <laughs> enough. You know, like, and then and then you go to, the, and then you like, if you're in community, you you become aware. And then we've have other friends with us that maybe have uh, unhealthier habits, and then they'll c- tell us. Man, when we when we hang out with you guys, we just we just be, we do better over the next thirty days. Like mm-hmm. we just we're challenged better. So I think being around healthy couples and being around couples is very important. So that's an element that isn't in the counseling level, but it's like you, there'd be a lot of things you can avoid. You don't even need counseling for right. if you just had other cap couples that you hung around, did life around and had honest conversations with like, Hey, do you, you know, your kids, when do you yell at them? Mm-hmm. And blah, blah, blah. Do they ever get your nerves on this? Okay. I'm glad I'm not alone. And it gives perspective or you hear from another woman like, no, that doesn't bother me. You're like, why? Right. And it really expands your, right. your understanding. So that's important. I think I think it's time to go to counseling when um, really you can't stand each other. You, you, I don't think everyone needs to do preventative counseling, right? Because that takes time and energy. Mm-hmm. And, and so there's books you can read and you can watch videos. And, you know, we got our Beyond I Do course coming out soon. It's like you could do that stuff on your own. Mm-hmm. But when, when you really start to go like, man, we're arguing a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, our intimacy has gone less and less and less. Um, we're becoming roommates, like don't walk to counseling, run to counseling, you know, at that point, because what we're talking about in terms of arguing that that's just an expression of what could already be an unhealthy marriage. So a lot of times when we sit down with couples and they want to fix a particular thing, um, what we first want to dive into it, like this could be way deeper because Mm -hmm. if, if your marriage is unhealthy, and you can say, well, we just don't want to argue as much. And it's like, well, there's a lot of other deeper things because that arguing is coming rooted from right. something. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like you care. I don't feel like we're connected. Um, I, I, like, 
I don't even like you anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, like eyes roll. So it's like, you know, we could talk about all day being selfless and sacrificial, but they're going to go, I'm not being selfish for this bum. Right. Or he may say, I'm Mm -hmm. not being selfish for her. She don't care about me. You know? So, so the first thing holistically I would say is, is you want to pursue and do what you need to do to make, to create a healthy marriage. And so that could look like uh, establishing a time where you got, you start redating each other. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm big on on writing stuff down and talking to each other. So you could sit down and, you know, I, I've always talked about like my marriage accountability form that I instituted in, in, in marriage counseling, which was like you start with this little list that says I, I, uh, I married you be, because mm-hmm. your most attractive feature to me is blank. Um, you make me happy when you blank. I love when you say words like blank. Um, you also hurt me when you use words like blank. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wish you would grow in this area, right? So when we do counseling and we've done this, that now for probably seven years, we've had that marriage accountability form. And we have, cause when you start to write stuff down, have to start talking about it. You can start to really see where you've missed the mark. Right. Like me and Ashley could go through a season where we're just bickering. Mm-hmm. But then like when we go on a date and Ashley's just like, you haven't been home a lot. And I'm like, Oh, well that's a problem. Right. I haven't yeah. been home yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> or, or, yeah. or you're not helping with the boys. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm a single mother over here. Like, yeah. Oh, well shoot. Date night's not going to fix that. Right. I got to right. start helping with the boys, you right. know, or I, right. I gotta, I gotta be more present at home. You know, um, there'll be times. And I think every millennial parent will know this. Like your kids sometimes will be like, can you get off your phone and play with us? Mm-hmm. You know? And then when they say that, you go, well, shoot, am I really been on my phone that much? It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, you have. Yeah. Matthias would joke sometimes like, daddy, you keep acting up. I'm going to take your phone away because <laughs> he knows I live. I like I live on my, my work is on my phone. And yeah. I also detox through my phone watching YouTube or whatever, too, as well. So, you know, your kids start to pick up as well, like mm-hmm. what's important to you and, right. and, and stuff. And so you have to be able to self-evaluate. Right. You know, um, where, what am I doing habitually that I need to change? So it's a great principle of Jesus. Like you gotta gotta take the log out of your own eye before you take the Mm -hmm. speck. So before I approach my wife and, and if I need to share with my wife, Hey, there are some things that I feel like you're missing the mark on that are really frustrating me. First, I have to go, Adam, get prepared that the road goes two ways, Mm -hmm. goes both ways. So when I share this, I got to get ready for what you share back. Right. And I got to be willing to do the work of what it takes. Cause there's many times we'll sit with couples, both couples need to change some things, but both couples are saying, I will do it when that one does it first. Mm -hmm. And then the only thing I can say to those couples, it happens all the time, all the time. The only thing I ever say is one of y'all is going to have to be, selfless and humble first mm-hmm. that that's what's absolutely. gonna happen absolutely because both of you are waiting for the other person for the other person to make the first selfless move absolutely so yeah. what and then you know the wife well that's not fair the husband well that's not fair and I, man, I don't know what to tell you yeah one of y'all got to take that spec out first absolutely one of y'all have to make that first initiation one of you have to make that first effort mm-hmm. and I can't tell you which one. Right. I mean, we can roll dice, but right. it's like right. one of y'all have to take that leap. For me, 
I've always believed that uh, it, that's that's the man's role. The man leads. The man gets the responsibility of leadership. So the man has to has to initiate. Mm-hmm. So if me and Ashley were sitting at the table and Ashley were saying, hey, I need you to make some adjustments over the next 90 days. And I'm saying I need you to make adjustments over the next 90 days. I would take the personal responsibility to say as the husband, as the father, as the man, I need to make the first initiations. Right to make the adjustments that I need to make. I just, I think that's the responsibility of the man. I feel like we got a lot of young men nowadays who are like, well, that's not fair. Life isn't fair. That's not life. (laughs) I I would love to talk about fairness all day, but, 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 but God put us on the planet, made us individually unique for a reason. Mm -hmm. I can't live without my wife and my wife can't live without with me. There are certain things that I got to do and there's certain things my wife got to do. And so, you know, I see that all the time on our Instagram comments. There's always, whenever we talk about men leading, whenever we talk about men being, you know, the first to make the sacrifice, the men, and then these young men go, I just, why is it always the men? Why is it always, I'm like, not in terms of bashing men, but just the man who needs to right, step up. Right. It's like, why can't the girl make the first move? That's a very, the men think they're making a manly decision by saying the woman <laughs> should make the first move. I'm like, no, man, that that's not, that's not the way it is. Mm-hmm. We bear the responsibility. We mm-hmm. also bear the blessing of what it does to be a man, to lead, to make, to initiate with my wife. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I also have to initiate that healing and initiate that leadership mm-hmm. in the home and over in, in her life. Yeah. So, um, and there are times, I mean, a lot of times there's a lot of things that the wife should be initiating, but as the mm-hmm. man, my wife said, I need you to do this. I need to say, not, nah, well, I'll wait and see tick for tack. I'll wait until she does it. Right. No, I just, I got, okay. Yeah. I'm going to work to do that as hard as it is. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to call a couple guy friends. I'm going to say, Hey man, Ashley's really needs this in my right now from me. Like, just help me keep accountable with this. Cause right. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't really want to do it. So yeah. <laughs> there's that honesty sometimes. Like I don't <laughs> want to do it, but, yeah. but I want peace in our home. I want, I want to enjoy the home. Yeah. I don't want to ever get to a place where we live separate lives. Right where you have your space in the house and I have my space in the house and we never see each other and our kids never see each other. You know, that's where that, you know, you're talking about signs of like going to counseling, like when those become the signs, right. Mm -hmm. Would you, would you sleep in separate bedrooms for, for a reason that you don't stand each other, not for any other reason. I know other couples that work night shifts and office opposite shifts. So they sleep separately because it's like what has to do for their work schedule outside of that stuff. Like when you start seeing yourself sleeping in different beds, right. Uh, you come home, she go to one place, he go to one place, he goes to man cave, she goes here. Mm-hmm. And then you see each other at dinner just to put it on for the kids. Mm-hmm. And then, and then, and then you go to church to put it on for the kids. Like that's the time to go through counseling, read a book, mm-hmm. challenge each other yeah. and, and put that out there. Yeah. And I think those are unhealthy boundaries that you're setting within your relationship. Yeah. If you're allowing yourselves to cause a boundary with your spouse, Um, I think that there are healthy boundaries with your spouse when it comes to, I would say, like when you're having your time and you need your time with your friends, because we know that that is a healthy boundary. But um, also, I know that you've created a healthy boundary with me and work that you're like, I don't need I don't need you taking on the stress from work on you. allow me as the man to take that boundary on and and I'm going to keep that because I don't, it's not a weight that I need you to bear. I need you to bear the family, the family weight, um, sort of thing. And so I think that a lot of 
couples are creating boundaries within their own marriage, thinking that it's healthy, like, oh, we'll just ignore this, or oh, well, I'll keep you from this, or knowing that. And it's like, no, you're setting yourself up for failure because you're setting these these boundaries that are unrealistic. Let's just say like a communication, like you go to your side, I'm gonna go, I'm setting a boundary so I don't hurt your feelings. No, that's not that's not a healthy boundary. Yeah. Like these are conversations that need to be yeah. have communication or an unhe- unhealthy boundaries like Thanksgiving. It's like the husband go to his family and right. then she goes to hers. Right. And you're like, yeah, it, we found it works, it works for, us, for us, you know, and it's like maybe it does. Right. But I would argue, you know, that stuff ends up revealing itself in some Absolutely. way, shape or form. Like that. That's why to me, like the best boundaries are the ones that you both can agree on. And we always mm-hmm. talk about being unified. Like those are the best boundaries, right. the best boundaries you could set in your marriage for your life are the ones that you and I both say, yes, we agree. That's the right thing to do. Right. Not, well, you do it and I'll do it. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we agree with it. It's just, we're just kind of, we'll, we'll just We'll pray it figures itself out. <laughs> it rarely ever figures itself no, out. No. So, you know, being unified in that sense that say, why can't we do one hour at your parents and one hour at mine? Right. Why did that? Well, because my family expects three hours. That's not your family. Right. That right. was your family. Yeah. Yep. D- this is your family. Yep. The, the person that you stared in the altar and you let the pastor say that you are to leave, leave and, and cleave. cleave. You leave your father. <laughs> and my, that is your family. That yeah. them, them people you rocked with for 18 <laughs> years, 20 years, whatever it is like, right. like right. that is your blood. Right. But your family, right. your family is that guy and girl that you looked at the altar yeah. that you said you're going to start something mm-hmm. with. So that is something that you and I had heavy, heavy conversations on our first three years Mm -hmm. is what does family look like who is family who is not family there are people that actually considered family that i didn't consider family (laughs) in her life (laughs) that that um that over the years it's just we've had to say man the principle is this is our family there are people we love that we consider family and and many are blood and my blood but the priority is the is 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 the the person that I said yes to absolutely, and then the children that we had together, yeah. that, that is the family. And there was one day that my son will get married. My right. sons both will get married if, if that's something they choose to do in which I would tell them, um, you don't owe nothing to, to us. us. Yeah. I would love to be in your life. I would love mm-hmm. that we be a family, right. but your priority is that girl that you're going to say yes to. Right. That is, that is who you need to prioritize. Right. So if Thanksgiving is on a Thursday and you're going to come on Wednesday because you guys have a busy day, your mom and I, we're going to, we're going to get through. Right. We're, Cause I got your mom at the end of the day. Right. Right. So, right. so I'm good with, but now if you don't enjoy your spouse, yeah. then yeah, you're going to live through your children. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to live through all the other extra extracurriculars. You're going to define yourself by what your children do and where they go and yeah. what they, if you can't find a way to love this person and enjoy this person, and have boundaries that succeed your marriage, right. then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna look for everything and anything to find happiness in that isn't your spouse. Absolutely. You know, uh, Bible says, "He that find a good wife obtains favor from the Lord." Right. So favors t- tied towards finding a good wife, right. and 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 that that becomes favorable to mm-hmm. the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I think when it comes to arguing and boundaries, what I would always just tell a couple is when we're sitting there with like. Let's lead first with what do we have to do to get your relationship healthy. Mm-hmm. Then, and some of it will be the arguing or the boundaries. Right. That's some elements right. of it. But there could be if you're already unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Like if there was a couple we were going into premarital, it's 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 much different. 
in the, the conversation right, leads because right, right, it's not right, unhealthy. Right, right, right. You're like, you know, you feel like the world is your oyster, you Absolutely. know, at that moment. And then we know once the past the honeymoon phase comes and you're like, okay, there's Gosh. real work that has to right. happen. So when you hit that point, that's where you first say, okay, what does the, the marriage in its healthiest form look like yeah. for you guys? Yeah, you know, Ashley and I would be a little bit different because we actually enjoy each other right. in a romantic sense, but also in a friendship sense. Mm -hmm. So my wife is one of the guys yeah. like, my wife can hang out with all of my guy friends mm -hmm. and none of my guy friends would feel like uh, it was my wife there. They'd mm -hmm. be like, oh, that's the homie. Yeah. So it's a little dip. Every marriage is going to have little different nuances that um, like some men would be like, man, I don't want my wife going to games with me. Right. Cause I don't, you know, like yeah, yeah. she's going to be staring at her phone the whole time right, or whatever. Right, right. Ashley is the opposite. She's, yeah. she's a jock. She's cheering. She's high fiving all the guys around her, you know, like <laughs> when I'm doing the opposite, I don't want no one to touch me. So <laughs> yeah, but I so mean, every marriage different in, in, in like what, it, what's your important, what you need from that, from your spouse, but you yeah. gotta be able to talk about that. Absolutely. And I think when it comes to something like for my boundaries with Adam, they're very, I wouldn't say loose, but I want the best husband that I can have. And in order for me to have the best husband I can have, I have to be selfless and know his desires and his needs in our relationship. And does that mean I'm on the back burner? No, I'm spoiled rotten. Absolutely. If Adam could give me the world, he'd give me the world. Um, but it comes down to the boundaries that I know that's the type of man he is. So that's why the reins are so loose when we talk about boundaries, like even hanging out with his friends. And he's like, hey, Ashley, I need a guy's day. Absolutely. Because I know I'm not getting the short end of the stick ever. If there was ever a time, though, too, where I would be like, hey, like you said, hey, you've been super busy. I need you to trail back a little bit and hang out with the family. You hear me. But then it's one of those give and take sort of thing where you're in a joyous way to say, well, you've, we've, we've hung out the past three weeks. Absolutely, you can have a guy's night. I'm sure you're sick of us sort of thing. So mm -hmm. it's it, as a wife, I want the best version of my husband because I know he loves, honors, respects, and trusts me within my home, within our marriage, with our kids. So I'm as a wife, very loose when it comes to his time with his friends or even time at work, because I know he is very mindful and very, um, very mindful and very, uh, 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 what's the word, um, intentional when it comes to our time. So when it comes to our time, I know he's very intentional. He's very giving. He's very loving. So when it comes as a wife, he's giving me that much security. I don't have to worry about his coming and his goings. Where I know in a lot of relationships, they're saying like, well, boundaries. I, I can't stand his friends. I can't do this. Well, then that's another issue. Because if his friends aren't godly, they're not in a godly community. They aren't taking accountability and responsibility. And they're talking foolish. Of course, my husband's not hanging out with him. There have been many of uh, friends that Adam has had where I'm like, I've, I've tried to put pauses on, but then as a wife too, I had to pull back the reins and say, you'll see for yourself and, right. and, and, and trust my intuition and my discernment that I have to say, I know my husband still, still has character, has morals, has ethics, and would never do anything to cross those lines, but he has to learn himself 
in this relationship that I know it's not good for him, but it, but God will reveal that. It's, it's not my place because it's not my place to always bicker and be mad at him and, and talk down to him because then that's just going to push him away from me even more. Yeah. So as a wife, I want the best version of him, but also I'm not his mother. So I can't always tell him what to do. I can be an advocate to say this is a person I really don't care for, but it's up to you. And you'll see, and hopefully God will reveal it, and I'll pray him out. But <laughs> but as a wife, I don't ever want to be a mother. I'm not your mother. I, mm-hmm. I, that's the farthest thing. That's that's where I draw my boundary line. Yeah. And, and to feel like I'm always talking to you like a mother, that's tiring. I got two kids already. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So... Yeah. And I, you know, and I don't have the personality that, you know, even if people see me and my mom hanging around, it's not, it's not right. really like a mother son when me and no. my mom hang out. It's different than when Nathan and Caleb hang out with my mom, I, I, me and my mom, because I don't like being, I, I don't know what it is. I don't like being mothered. I don't, I don't, no. I don't like being fathered, you no. know? So, so that idea, I'm very open to, mm-hmm. to being, I'm teachable and I like mentors and I love all that stuff. But the, but the moment you step into a forced mother mm-hmm. phase with me a forced father phase that that I didn't ask you to be in like right. I bound I, like I boundary up so fast mm-hmm. and I it, you know like I close off really fast so in my relationship with my mom like it's right. my mom it's you best. know more so it, it it's like she don't you know she's not like Adam this is what you need to do blah 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 she's more so like oh you silly like <laughs> you're you know like hey mom I just bought a new gun like don't shoot your foot yeah. you know like she very much like very. you know loose with it which that's how I respond, you know, mm-hmm. I respond to that. So yeah, I couldn't do, there are men who, who like that, but I couldn't do have, have a wife that was also my mother telling mm-hmm. me when, when to do my laundry and mm-hmm. telling me what to do with my whole life. Like, Hey, on Saturday we're doing this. I'm you know, we're going to do this with the kids and that, yeah. like there's certain things where you do take the lead in helping. But I, I mean, I also add value, like we're right. going on vacation. I'm, I'm helping what we're doing. I'm not like, yeah, whatever you say, mom, you know, right, right. um, you did everything and yeah. stuff like that. And so, um, but again, you, you have to find what is, what is healthy and works mm-hmm. for your yeah. relationship. Yep. And that's where sitting down and having a conversation. And then obviously through years of being married and continually dialoguing, that's where you can find what type of couple that you have, because there are a lot of couples that I really respect that are just dynamically different than us right. and they're healthy. Right. You know, like right. you, you have Aaron and Erica who we're very close to They're yeah. dynamically and how their marriage structures and their day to day is very different, different than ours, but yes. they're very healthy in the way that yes. they do in, in their marriage and in their yes. relationship. Right. So Nathan and Sanaz, very dynamically different, mm-hmm. but that's why it comes down to what do we need as a spouse and how do, how do we limit, um, being around each other all the time and limit being annoyed with each other, mm-hmm. arguing with each other, uh, argue, uh, not just arguing, but getting mad at each mm-hmm. other and all those things like that. You have to continue to talk about those things. Absolutely. And I you think know? that just goes into, like you said, having community, not only as couples, but it's community individually and healthy community individually, like having the right girlfriends in your corner, having the right guy friends in your corner, yeah. just so you can even bounce off those, those ideas or those thoughts or those feelings that you may have to get different insight. Cause like, that's the same thing. Like when I talk to other women who have kids, like, how do you deal with something like that? How are you dealing with a behavioral issue with your kids? How did you, cause I'm, I'm the iron fist. Like that's how I was raised. And they're like, have you ever just tried talking to him? And I'm like, what? 
that gentle parenting? <laughs> they're like, try it. Maybe we'll respond. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. But it, they're, they're giving options and giving different things um, for your kids that, that could possibly benefit because it's I, I've never raised a kid in my life. So now going in this different season of setting boundaries with my kids, it's you can't treat every kid the same. Thomas and Matthias are, are on two separate planets. Mm -hmm. And Thomas, you can't do the Iron Fist because he'll do it back. Yeah. And then Matthias, he's very sweet and loving and kind. And so it's having that community around you to where most of my girlfriends are like, that, that are obviously are more seasoned and have older kids, they're like, let them be kids. And I'm like, mm -hmm. what does that mean? <laughs> they're like, let yeah. them make mistakes. I'm like, no. And they're yeah. like, yes, let them, just let them be kids. Every time we've ever hung out with them, leave them alone. They're, they're like, they're not going to be prim, proper yeah, robots. Yeah. And I'm trying to loosen the reins on that boundary because I am their mother. Yeah. So those, that that's so different for me. But yeah, just making sure you have just the healthy boundaries within the relationships and, and making sure you are having those conversations because I know even just boundaries is a hard conversation to have. Like you talk about the in-laws. I remember when we got married um, at my wedding. I don't know if you remember what my dad said. He did multiple speeches. Um, and one of the speeches he said he, he was praying for us before dinner. He's like, I just got to say one thing before I pray over this dinner. This marriage right here ain't none of y'all's business, yeah. so don't get in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so then he's like, all right, yeah. let's pray. And so, but that's so true when it comes down to even the boundaries that you set with your family. Mm -hmm. I knew that even dating you. I think I even told you, my family knows nothing about you while we mm -hmm. were dating because it was something different. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, not that I didn't want them to know you, but I knew it was something special where I said, I only know if this is exposed that it, it, they'll maybe try to uh, affect it and, and not have us together. But I felt like in this relationship, sometimes there are certain things that you don't need to tell everybody mm -hmm. because the last thing I wanted, because I knew the route that we were going was them to, well, he's, well, he, he ain't always on, he's always working. He's always this, you were complaining about him. So I think sometimes it's even healthy boundaries when you're dating someone to be mindful of how much you share about that person. Now, if it's yeah. red flags, share it right away and they'll get you to break up with the person. If it's yeah. character flaws and all yeah. that stuff. But if it's things that are like, like you said about the little things that really don't, well, oh, he doesn't open the door for me. Is that really something that like that you, yeah. you're gonna get mad about that you told your yeah. parents now because your dad opens the door for your mom all the time? Well, then tell the person that, Hey, I'd like for you to open the door, but it's getting into that mindset of sometimes everything doesn't need to be shared with any, everyone when you're in a dating season. Yeah. Especially when it comes to the person that you're trying to be with, as yeah. long as their yeah. character is in line, as long oh. as their morals and ethics are in line, as long as the non-negotiables are in line with what you have desired for yourself and have prayed for and asked for from God. I think that sometimes you have to set boundaries with your family because it's only going to be toxic if you just allow them in so much. Because like you said, right when you get married, you leave and cleave. Now, yeah. anytime I'll tell you this very transparently, if I were to ever complain to my mom about you right now, which I have, shocking, right? Mm -hmm. I've complained to my mom about you. Um, <laughs> you have? Yeah, That's I have, news. right? Oh. Yeah, right? What'd you say? No, yeah, right? <laughs> so, so no, it, it's just like little, like little dumb stuff. And she doesn't respond. Mm -hmm. She doesn't, which I, if you know my mother, she responds. Yeah. So it's something where she as a mother has now seen us in a marriage where she's like, that's, 
that's your problem mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Like, and not as a mother, not trying to fix it or help it, but she's like, okay, so how's the rest of your day? Mm-hmm. She'll change the subject. It was, it, it, and knowing my mom back then, she would have probably given an opinion if we were dating, like, oh, mm-hmm. well, maybe he's not the one. Maybe mm-hmm. you shouldn't be with him. But now that you're my husband, it's not to say that she doesn't want to give insight, but she's respecting her boundaries where she's like, I, this isn't my marriage. Yeah. This isn't something you've welcomed me in from the beginning. So why put a place now or why put me in place now when I wasn't not to say it wasn't welcomed, but like yeah. leave and cleave. She's she knows her boundaries. Yeah. So um, it was just unique to see like it, it, yeah. it only happened like once. Well, just so you know, yeah. I've never complained about you to anyone. Oh, you're such a liar. So. You're such a liar. Gabe, Gabe. See, yeah, look at he can't even not, say anything. He can't uh, even hey, say man. anything. Do I not talk her say, up every time? Oh my gosh! You know, I, I'm the queen a, of Sheba. Right. Yeah, all you're right. such a liar. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I no, my husband's what, perfect, right? I, I have a question. So, oh, what? Gosh. What? What about um? Wait, Gabe were you gonna say something? No, Gabe can't even. Gabe can't even look at me. I was gonna say that you're the jewel in his crown. Oh, boom! Oh gosh. <laughs> so, let's close with this nancy okay oh so obviously when you're you're single you have a lot of time that you can take on your own you can be like friends i don't want to see you for a month i'm out yeah so but what about when you're married what do you think is healthy for alone time like your husband's like hey i want to go for a weekend i need alone time is it or i'm, I'm sure it's case by case but mm-hmm. alone mm-hmm. time in marriage a how weekend does that look? A, a guy going a weekend by himself alone time i i just throwing it out there. I'm sure that's not the case, but I'm like, you what know, are you doing? I, <laughs> you know. by yourself, right? <laughs> no, if you went with the guys, like it's one of those things. We we always laugh though, because we're always like, oh, you guys are gonna get girl a guy time. We're gonna get a girl time. So we throw the funny tick for tack out. But if he ever was like, hey, I'm gonna go for a golfing weekend, I I don't have a problem with that. It's something where uh, yeah, I think it comes down to what what regularity looks like. Right. What investment do you have in the family and the home that 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 feels like like yeah i think that not that you earned it but that like yeah i think you need that and that's healthy for you Mm -hmm. and you've really been invested in what we have going on like there are times where i'm so busy working and i uh traveling a lot and like the the last thing i would do is ask like tell ashley like hey you good with the boys i'm gonna go two days and just like chill she'd be like you just haven't been around enough mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that that type of equity is. Or now she would say, yeah, like if I really was like, this is what I really need. She she would say, yeah, but I know it would come with uh, friction and just kind of disappointment. Like, wow, you you're gonna go away or whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know what what I try to do is I book things very far in advance. Mm-hmm. So I've never hit her with like. Mm-mm. Hey, next week, my guys are going to go do X, Y, and Z. Can I go? Like, can we go do it? We're going to celebrate so-and-so's birthday and we're going to go next weekend and, and blah, blah, blah. And and it's like, okay, that happens so last minute where if we're going to do a golf thing, I mean, if it's going to happen in July, we're talking about it in April, you know, with the guys and scheduling that. But also, um, you know, I, I try to, most of my friends are very driven and very busy. So, so their level of, of aptitude to be able to drop whatever is about as much as mine. So we can't, uh, just drop whatever. So we communicate most of the time, but, but I tend to, you know, I tend to get what I, what I need when they go to sleep or in the morning when they're, when she's gone, dropping them off to school. I mean, um, men overall are most men, not all, but are pretty solitary guys as mm-hmm. it is. So, 
So so we do find it where we need it. You're talking about the opposite. Mo- most men actually have no friends, have no community, have no mm-hmm, relationship. Mm-hmm. So, so you know, some wives would say, oh, please, God, let him go away overnight <laughs> and find a Get friend. Get him away you know? from me. <laughs> or you have girls where... Um, you know, the friends he has are not any good. Mm-hmm. You know, they have affairs, they, they cheating all the time. They just wild. And so the wife goes, man, I hate when he hangs out with those friends. So mm-hmm. those are kind of some of the dynamics you feel, um, a lot of times in that sense. But overall, I mean, you're talking about, I think what's realistic for a guy, depending on what your hobby is, but you know, maybe two times a year, yeah. two, three days, yeah. you know, um, that you're going away and either hunting or fishing mm-hmm. or whatever your interest is going to a game with yeah. your friends. Yeah. Um, but I, I tend to do yeah. like a golf thing once yeah. a year and, yeah, but you I think know, it, like, it comes down to, to just the healthy communication of yeah. just saying what you need as a spouse in that moment. Cause I know there are times too, where he, I know he says he gets it a lot just with the guy friends, but if he's ever like, Hey, so-and-so needs this. Mm-hmm. And I know so and so. I'm like, and he's been gone. I'm like, oh, I'll sacrifice for this so and so, just because I know the circumstances that they're in, know their marriage, know their, what they're going yeah. through, knowing that they need this time away more than my husband does. That's something that I, as a wife, am mindful and not in an well that they got to figure it out for themselves. And it's like, no, I understand how important quality time is with the guys because I know that person is probably not getting it as frequent as my husband gets it. Um, yeah. For me, you know, I take, uh, you know, I'm very spoiled. I, my boys go to school, um, so I can't speak from like a stay-at-home mom perspective because I know a lot of stay-at-home moms, if I were to ever say, I would say, I would encourage that time away or making sure that you do prioritize a sitter for date nights and evenings out or even just a, a mini spa day or a massage. I would do that just as uh, mental health is very important. And so I don't think a lot of people realize that when it comes to m- mothering and having kids that you you are your only best version of yourself if you take care of yourself. And so um, for me, I take care of myself and I make sure that I'm taken care of because I know that if I'm not, I can feel it. I can feel the stress. I can feel the anxiety. Yeah. I can feel the, the the weight of the family or, or whatever I'm feeling um, weighs on me. Um, so for me, I make sure that I'm either going, I, I have a facial booked I have a massage booked or even I I know a lot of moms they have their quality time at the gym and that is their release and and you don't realize how much release you give when you work out and have that what is what is, is it the s I don't want to be wrong estrogen that's released what is no it, uh, um, um, um no not serotonin it, it's um we'll get the word yeah. Every, all viewers say yeah. the word um, but it's released to where you feel good after. And that's majority. Yeah. I, people will say, oh, you love working out. No, I hate working out. I like how I feel after, though. Yeah. And so for me, uh, that's what you say. Dopamine. Dopamine. dopamine thank yeah. you. Um, is I like how I feel after. And Adam appreciates how I feel after, too, because I'm more released. I'm more yeah, for relaxed. Ashley, hers is fitness. So yeah. I, I make space all the time. Like, yes. If I'm up, if I wake up like today, she's, you know, she's on the treadmill and I, and I know what time the boys have to get ready. I'm like, okay, let me turn the iron on. Let me start helping her mm-hmm. iron. Let me let, mm-hmm. not like, hey, babe, you're going to be late, <laughs> you know, while I'm going downstairs to yeah. have a cup of coffee, right? Yeah. Like, you're going to be late if you don't get off the treadmill. Like, yeah. I, I know that's important to her. Yeah. 
she knows what, and again, every couple's different. We'll close with this. What's important to me is I like to work. Yeah. I like hard work. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel accomplishment from working. So for me, mine is less about hanging out with guys or whatever. Mine is like, if I can work as much as possible, that is how I feel accomplished. That's how I feel rejuvenated. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she realizes that. So she makes space to be able to let me uh, double down on work sometimes. And so that may be what that looks like. So that just happened this past Monday. One of my mentors, a guy I consider a mentor, called me and was like, hey, I'm having a lunch in San Francisco with entrepreneurs that I pastor. I want you there. What do I got to do for you to be there? And, and or like, how do you want to come and want to be here? And he probably two weeks ago, three weeks ago, called mm-hmm. me on it. And we had Disneyland scheduled for it. And I'm like, but this is someone I consider a mentor. Um, I, he told me the individuals that were going to be there relationally and they're all kingdom guys. And so um, I was like, dang, I, I really want to be at this for him, it's support what he's doing, but also for those relationships, they're work related. And so I called Ashley and I'm like, I don't know what mood she's going to be in because it's <laughs> Disneyland and I'm going to ask her to move Disneyland. And, you know, some guys would be like, nope, family's my first ministry. We got, and I've had to do that before mm-hmm. in certain mm-hmm. times. But for this, I'm like, it's a regular Disney. We got season tickets. We, If she's open to it, we'll move it. And Ashley was like, oh, yeah, I know how much you love Dave. We move. We can go on Friday. We can move it three days before, you know. And so I'm like, okay, cool. But if she would have hit me back like, no, I don't, you know, you worked a lot. I think you should I think you should stick to what we have scheduled. Then I would have called Dave and said, hey, I won't be able to make it. And I just and I'm okay with that. I wouldn't have held anything against her or anything like that. But we've opened up the communication enough that I know she cares about what I care about and I care about what she cares about. So when she pushes back and says, no, I don't think it's it. I'm like, okay, I, I know she cares. I know she knows. And if I really felt it was important, then I could put my foot down, but, mm-hmm. and, and I'm, she probably not going to talk to me for three days or whatever <laughs> that is, but uh, I'm not going to do that. That's yeah. my last choice. So yeah. um, great conversations, everybody. Oh, Continue yeah, to share, ask questions. Did you have something else? Yeah, I have the update for the video. Oh, oh we said at the, the end, ticker, the ticker. we're going to okay. see where well, it was at in one hour. I have to update it. So right now we're at 119,000 views, <laughs> 10,000 likes, Dang. over 4,000 sends, and over 1,000 saves. Dang. So what did we start at, at the beginning 64. of this hour? At 64. 64,000 and you went up so now it's almost doubled it's almost at 120,000 it's at 120 I'm telling you I have to refresh it it's going up 10,000 like everything good for you babe everybody thanks my first viral post god bless you guys what did I say on it what was it on it it was about healthy dependency between a married couple oh yeah 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 that's what it was oh that's great well oh yeah yeah well everybody go follow our tiktok instagram everything else um thanks for tuning in yes god bless bye bye